0: Today, on The Bill Kelly Show, on 900 CHML. Climate change, according to an Ipsos poll, now emerges as one of the top ballot box issues among voters in uh, this uh, election, which, of course, is going to be on October 21st. Uh, By the way, I should also mention the advance polls are starting this weekend. Uh, So check your uh, voting card. They'll tell you on the back of it uh, where your advance polling location is if you want to do that. But this is interesting, because for the longest time in past elections... Uh, obviously, healthcare, the economy, those are the big issues that a lot of people are concerned about, and uh, climate change was something that was way down the list, but it's on people's minds now, and I think justifiably so. Uh, And so to that end, uh, we're pleased to welcome back to the city, actually, and back to our program, Catherine McKenna, who is the Environment Minister. Uh, And uh, first of all, thanks. This is home for you. This is really a home visit for you because you Uh, were born and raised here.
1: Absolutely, Bill. It's always great to be back. Actually, your studio is just down the road from my parents' house where they've lived for over 50 years. And St. Mary's High School is around the corner we went to high school.
0: Still, still the same place. Uh, and you don't get back here as often as you could, as, as you'd like to, obviously, because this gets you busy. I, I was going to say right around the country, but, I mean, you've attended international festivals and, and a number of different things right now. But uh, uh, we're into campaign mode right now, and this is I, I think it's a burning issue. I mean, you're mm-hmm. always going to have the economy as, as a number one issue, and, and health care, which I don't think got as much attention as it should have at the debate, but that's, that's, that's the bad on the uh, on the moderators, not on the uh, the contestants involved in this thing. But let's talk about this. Are you surprised, by the way, that it's uh, it's risen to to the height of of awareness that it seems to have done in this election campaign
1: you know, Bill, I'm really happy about that. Uh, I think it's really important that we have a serious conversation about climate change. It's not just an environment issue. It's an economic issue that every time we see extreme heat, people dying, or we see flooding where people are losing their homes, uh, or we see wildfires where literally the West is is burning, um, there's huge impacts, including on the economy. And I think people have realized this because they've seen the impacts over time, um, whether you know, it's, it's extreme weather here, really, really hot which is dangerous for seniors, um, impacts on, we're seeing invasive species, um, ticks and Lyme disease going up here, and I, I love coming back to Hamilton, and of course I love um, Lake Ontario and, and the harbour front. I mean, we're now seeing invasive species like fish that are coming up, um, which is a result to warming waters um, and and other impacts of climate change. That's having
0: an impact on Coots Paradise. Yeah, it's We, we talked a to the Bay Area Restoration Committee yeah. folks a couple of weeks ago about this, and this is this is a real threat to the ecosystem. Here
1: it's a real threat to the ecosystem. Um, in fact, today we just made a great announcement. Uh, I was with uh local candidates here from uh from Bruno Yugenti, Jasper Kujawski. Um, I was also with Karina Gould. Um, unfortunately, Philomena Tassi's mother is very sick, so she wasn't able to be there, and of course, Bob Rutina and Sheila Copps. And we were talking about how if we're reelected, we will work on creating uh, uh, protecting Coots, uh, not just Coots Paradise, but all the way um, uh, to the escarpment. And this is a huge opportunity because it is being impacted by climate change. And I look at what Sheila did, and it was amazing to have Sheila Cops back, reminding people that these ridings uh, used to be liberal, as uh, Stan Keyes also here in mm-hmm. in. Uh, in Hamilton Center. And it made a real difference to people's lives here. Um, The cleaning up of the harbor would not have happened uh, if it wasn't for Sheila Copps. And then when we got conservatives, they stopped the progress. So elections really matter. And getting back to your point about climate change, let's be clear. So a couple things which I think is important for your viewers to know. Um, There, climate scientists and economists have rated all the climate plans. And, you know, people are saying, well, what about NDP and Greens versus Liberal? We are, are the only party that gets that has an ambitious climate plan, but is also achievable. And that's all we do every single day. Look at how do we tackle climate change? but also in very you know, practical ways, whether uh, it's investing in renewable energies or uh, electric buses, um, working with the city right here um, in a new uh, climate, uh, climate center. There are all these things we need to be doing, but Andrew Scheer has said the first thing he would do is tear up our climate plan. That's bad for the environment, that's bad for the economy, and most of all, it's abandoning all those young people who are marching in the streets and demanding a cleaner and more sustainable future.
0: One of the points that uh, that Mr. Shear made at the end uh, the debate on Monday night uh, was the, uh, the the program that the federal government, that your government has put in place over the last little while, uh, is not working. It says it has not been effective. It wasn't effective in British Columbia, and it's not effective here. Uh, it's it's not reducing carbon limits. Uh, we still have are one of the worst c- contributors to carbon in, in the world. Uh, and it's, it's not the net zero thing. Now, of course, we already know about the ads that Doug Ford's been running here with uh, with half-truths about, you know, they don't even talk about the rebate program, only about the cost and the stickers on the gas pumps, etc. There's a lot of misinformation. and I, Frankly, a lot of people are confused. They don't know which, wh- who to believe or which way to turn.
1: Uh, so, I mean, I think it's really simple. Um, that uh, what we've seen is conservative politicians this generation. Brian Mulroney cared about the environment. Um, he took action uh, to protect the environment. He used a price on pollution to tackle acid rain. We don't worry about our lakes, our rivers and streams dying now. Um, that Conservative politicians do not understand uh, the seriousness of climate change. Brian Mulroney they don't he was have really a an plan. anomaly there. He was a, he's, he's, he's
0: still considered to be the most I, environmentally friendly prime minister to date uh, because of some of the initiatives. And to your point, carbon pricing is actually a conservative idea. This was a conservative think tank that that developed this sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the, I don't know what to say about conservative politicians. I think it's unconscionable that they are li- literally lying uh, about our climate plan. Um, and they know a price on pollution does work. So it's complete hogwash what they're saying, but it's very risky. And this election Elections matter. Let's talk about what happened when we got Doug Ford here. First thing he did was make it free to pollute, but he also cancelled programs that were helping cities, schools, hospitals, businesses, people save money. That hurt Hamilton. They cancelled an electric bus pilot program. They uh, cancelled investments in energy efficient, affordable housing, Mohawk College, their climate center. They cancelled funding to that. That hurts people, but it also... It's not a plan for the future. And so I really think this election is extremely important. So I'm talking to folks in Hamilton. I know you're practical people. I'm a very practical person. That if you care about the environment, if you care about continuing climate action, then you need to seriously consider your options. Because on the one hand, you've got us that has an ambitious plan. We're working with cities and businesses and individuals to tackle climate change. We've created a million jobs, lowest unemployment rate in four decades. Or... You, if you vote for a party, including a party that has no chance of forming government, like the NDP or the Greens, you could elect you could elect Andrew Scheer, who will tear up absolutely everything we've done. He also, we've said also that we would um, tackle gun violence, that we would ban uh, military assault weapons, that we allow cities uh, to ban handguns. He there would be more guns under Andrew Scheer, and also. We are coming back with debates on abortion and, you know, whether, you know, Andrew Scheer, it's not at all clear that he supports the LGBTQ plus community. He won't march in a pride parade. He won't march supporting young climate activists. And that is what is at stake in this election. And if you look at what liberals have delivered, our liberal government has delivered for uh, Hamilton, When we renegotiated NAFTA, and Christian Freeland was incredible, I was also involved, everyone in Cabinet was involved, we had the interests of Hamiltonians, especially Steelworks at heart. We invested $50 million to modernize Stelco to make the facilities more sustainable. We've invested $5.5 million in the Hamilton Port Authority to increase capacity and move Canadian goods to markets efficiently. We've invested in the environment here. Look at Randall Reef. We're cleaning that up. That is what is at stake. And so I just encourage Hamiltonians to really think seriously about the choice. Do they really want to move forward um, tackling climate change, growing the economy, making sure that we're supporting investments in Hamilton that make a real difference? Or do they want to go back to Doug Ford um, and his dance partner in Ottawa, which would be Andrew Scheer?
0: I'm just looking at the SIPPSO's poll again, and this just came out today, and I'm sure you've had a chance to have a look at it. Uh, On the environmental issue, as we mentioned, it's, it's now one of the top three issues. Uh, and and uh, the second question here is which political party is best equipped to be able to implement the, the, these policies? Uh, as you might expect, the Green Party, uh, by this popular vote, was uh, But uh, by the same token, critics have said that the Green Party platform, environmental platform, is too costly and, and not practical. So, I mean, that you have to balance that out. Uh, the NDP actually finished third, uh, uh, and then the Conservatives, about implementing qual- policies, and again, for that same reason. Uh, there is analysis out here about everybody's climate policies and environmental policies. Uh, you know, I don't go by what's in the brochures. Go online. You know, check with these things and, and do the homework on this. I mean, if we've, uh, as, as a community, I think, uh, finally come to the conclusion that this is one of the top three priorities for this country in this election, I, we as voters have a, a, an obligation, really, to do our homework on this and say, okay, what's the best way to go here? Don't listen to what the other people are saying. Find out for yourself.
1: And look at the facts. I mean, we are the first government in uh, to have a national climate plan that we have done more, and this is experts saying this, in the last four years than any other government has done, like anywhere. Because we all we inherited Stephen Harper's no non-action on climate change. And Andrew shared, by the way, his climate plan is developed by oil lobbyists in secret meetings. And that isn't the future we want. And that's why all the investments we're making, historic investments in public transportation, in making electric vehicles an incentive. You can look at an electric vehicle and get a $5,000 incentive. We're banning single-use plastics. I know if you talk to kids, that is one of the biggest things. They can't believe that we have so much single-use plastics. It's ending up in our lakes, our rivers, um, our oceans. Um, Yes, we're putting a price on pollution, but we're giving the money back to people through the tax system because at the end of the day, you have to have an ambitious climate plan but it has to be practical and people have to be at the heart of it. When I talk to uh, Hamiltonians, They care about climate change, but of course they care about jobs and paying the bills. And that's what we've been able to do. Ambitious climate plan, lowest unemployment rate in four (coughs) decades. We've raised a million uh, Canadians out of poverty, 300,000 children for a Canada child benefit. We need to continue this. We cannot go back in time. And that's really what's at stake in this election. Do you want to continue to move forward in progress that's helping families? Or do you want to go back to the Stephen Harper days where there's no plan for the environment, no plan for the economy?
0: I I want you to address an issue that comes up time and time again when we talk about climate change and, and environmental plans and one party versus the other, et cetera. And and there are those that, that support, as you say, the, the third and fourth line parties here, the Greens and the NDP, and suggest that these plans are practical even though uh the experts say they aren't. But the biggest criticism is and, and I know you've heard this as as, as the environment minister Uh, I know you heard it when you were at that conference in Poland last uh, last winter about this, too, is that how can the Canadian government say that they're environmentally friendly and at the same time support pipelines? And they they see that as, as contradictory.
1: So I think this is a really important point, um, because people do say that. Well, I don't understand. The reality, we are in a transition. 95% or more of people outside, if I go outside the city in Hamilton, are still driving cars that use gas. The transition is not going to happen overnight. And we have said no to Northern Gateway Pipeline. But yes, we did approve the twinning of an existing pipeline, because to not do that, would have hurt workers and our economy and would have done nothing to get people out of their cars. There's still the demand. What are we doing to deal with demand? We're putting a price on pollution. We're investing in electric vehicles, in public transportation, in clean fuel standards. And this is what I've realized in four years. I'm the second longest serving environment minister that you need to work hard every day, talking like a real person, but also acting with people's interests at heart. When we approved the pipeline, we also said the all of that money needed to go to the clean transition, every single dollar. It was also in light of Rachel Notley. You may remember her. She was an NDP premier in Alberta who did very, she was very courageous. Sadly, we've lost her now to be Jason Kenney, who's, a he's wed. he's like hand in hand with oil lobbyists. But she put a price on pollution, she phased out coal, and she put a hard cap on emissions in the oil sands. So that's how a pipeline fits in it. There's a hard cap. And I know that's hard for folks, but transitions are don't happen overnight, and you need to figure this out. And the most important thing we need to do is not elect a government who's beholden to oil lobbyists, who would make pollution-free, who will rip up our climate plan, and who won't continue to move forward. And I know lots of people care about the environment. I work every day. That's all I think about every single day. I have three kids. But what we've done, we have an ambitious plan. We've also committed to net zero emissions by 2050. That is the science. But we're doing the hard work to get there. There's no magic wand in this. You just have to work every day with businesses, with schools, with hospitals, with cities, with people to help them save money, to help them be energy efficient, to help them make better choices. And, of course, to make sure that we are moving forward on climate change, both here and also I push extremely hard internationally. We're able to get the rules to make sure every country has to report transparently, has to meet their commitments but we need to move forward, folks. That's my message. Uh, we can't go. You elect Andrew Shear. If we elect Andrew Scheer, uh we're going back in time, and we're going to lose everything.
0: I, I, by the way, I support the pipeline. Always have, and I I, I don't see that as a conflict uh, because I think your point's well taken. We're not ready yet. I know there's some people that are going to say we should be going electric when it comes to vehicles. We're not there yet. Uh, Canada has you know a lot of space here. We travel an awful lot in this city. And by the way, uh, and and the Tesla folks have found this out the hard way too. Uh, Electric cars don't work as well in the cold climates as they do in Southern California, where they test them a lot. So there's a lot of work that still has to be yeah, done. And
1: it, but look, I think we're making the advances. They
0: are, but we're not there yet. No,
1: yeah, we're not. And we're not there yet. Like we've said, and actually I think the NDP uh, also supports this we need to have 100% electric vehicles by 2040. We're in 2019. Like This isn't happening overnight. And we were the only party in the last election who said we were going to make historic investments in public transportation, in green infrastructure, in energy efficient, affordable housing. Every other party, including the NDP, was going to balance the budget. That was their focus. If we hadn't done this, we wouldn't be on track to tackle climate change because you need to make these historic investments. Historic investments to get people around in public transit. Historic investments um, to help support the innovators, the entrepreneurs that are providing the solutions. I see inventors here in Hamilton that are creating good jobs and working on really important innovations.
0: Well, you know that right across the road here, the McMaster Innovation Park, they're doing that kind of research and technology. It is it amazing, last, uh, and
1: i, I got to give a huge shout-out. I've done a a lot of things at both McMaster and Mohawk College. A shout-out to the young people, the researchers, the scientists, uh, the entrepreneurs that are out there making a big difference.
0: Uh, Lots more to talk about. Uh, Hopefully we can uh, pop in again and and see you in the next little while. I am always
1: happy to come talk to you, Bill.
0: Always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Good to see you again.
1: Thanks very much. That's,
0: uh, of course, uh, Environment Minister Catherine McKenna, who's in town today. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.